where you live shouldn't limit your access to quality internet. That's not fair. U.S. Cellular introduces fast and fair high-speed internet. With reliable home internet from U.S. Cellular, now there's no limit to how you stream, game, and work. So instead of this, you get this. Upgrade to fast and fair high-speed internet from U.S. Cellular. Upgrade to fair. Welcome to the Courageous Recovery Broadcast. I'm your host, Randy Mortensen. This is a weekly 15 to 20 minute program where we provide answers for your I don't know how. Whether you're dealing with recovery issues, emotions from a loss, or life has maybe just thrown you one more curveball than you expected, I'm glad you're here. Today, I'm, I'm just really blessed to, to be doing an interview with Shem Spillane, and he is a, a success and motivation coach from, from our neighbors to the north up in Canada. I see that, that we have on this Memorial Holiday weekend, I see that we have people joining this live, live broadcast literally from coast to coast and border to border. I really appreciate you taking your time from your busy schedules to connect. You should see a chat box if you're on the Facebook page. Please just comment with any thoughts or, or questions. We'll see if we have time to, to get to those. And there's always more information available at my website, which is randymortensen.com. That's Randy Mortensen is M-O-R-T-E-N-S-E-N.com. Later in the show, I'll talk more about the 21-point assessment. That's a tool to determine whether you or a loved one qualifies for one of my programs that is called the Lifestyle Champion Cohort. And as I mentioned, today, I just have a brilliant guest on, uh, on, on, the, on the broadcast today, and, and I, I just want to welcome Shem to the broadcast and to the podcast. And, and Shem, it's great to have you here. Thanks for taking time out of your crazy business schedule to join us. Thanks for having me, Randy. I appreciate it. And so what, what we, were, we were chatting about here a, a little bit ago is, is, is that um, I would ask you the first question, which you, you've got a great answer for. Um, <laughs> what, what is there that, that you wish... What is it that you know now that you wish your 21 year, 22 year old self would have known? Yeah, when I was uh, when I was 22, I had a lot of things going on in my mind, um, and one of the things that I didn't know was going on in my mind was uh, that I'd been repressing uh, I'd been repressing memories of sexual abuse and sexual trauma as a child. So, if I knew that then, I can just imagine how much different my life would have been knowing that not what I know now. Okay. Okay. And, and so tell me about, I, 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 as I, as I mentioned, uh, we actually met via LinkedIn. Actually we met via pod it, which yeah. is a new podcast uh, tool. But then, then we, we connected on, on LinkedIn and, Looks like you have some background in IT. You worked for the for the Canadian government for a number of years. And what what motivated you here over the last few years to, to actually go into coaching? What was what was that 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 aha moment for you? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so basically, what ended up happening is that was about maybe 
38 years old or so. And I'd had chest pains a couple of times. So I was concerned. I thought maybe I was having a heart attack. My dad had had a heart attack the, um, twice before he was 50. And so the doctor said that I was going to be prone and my grandfather died of a heart attack. So I was worried about that. Nothing was wrong when they checked me all out. Um, and then one day I had a panic attack in the office. I was working in the office. Uh, as you mentioned, I worked for the provincial government, not the Canadian government. So it was the state sorry. level, not the feds. But <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, so I was, I was working and then all of a sudden I just couldn't breathe. I was having this, I could not breathe at all. I started crying. I felt like the walls were closing in on me and I just had to get out of the building. And so I got out of the building and I was just, I was crying terribly. I, I messaged my boss. I said to my manager, I'm sorry, I'm going home. I just can't stay here anymore. And it took me probably about three hours to do a 40 minute drive because I had to keep stopping because I was panicking. I couldn't breathe. I was crying so hard I wasn't watching the road so I finally told my doctor the truth you know because I up until this time I'd always just said you know yeah I feel I'm a little down but I didn't want to be on medications I didn't want to be diagnosed as bipolar or something like that um, so I just I finally I came clean I just said you know these are all the things that have been happening and he said that he didn't think I was bipolar but he did think that I had some kind of issues and so he sent me to a psychologist psychiatrist, I should say. And she talked to me and we had, uh, we talked and we knew, I knew that my sister had been physically abused and sexually abused as a child from some guy in the neighborhood. Um, and so when I mentioned that to her, she said, oh, you have survivor's guilt. So you need to have help with trauma. So you need to go through talk therapy. Wow. So I went to this uh, therapist and to do talk therapy and we started talking about things and one of the times when we were talking it was a really weird thing you know like i was able to we were talking about my dad in one of my earliest memories about how and this is the silliest thing that my dad had pulled my fingernail off that i had been dangling when i stuck it in the door Ouch. you know yeah <laughs> and i said no dad i'm not going to give it to you because i know that you're going to rip it off and he said no and I remember I was probably about three years old and I remember that he did, he did pull it off and that, and I know why he was a 25 year old guy. First that he was his first child. He was still a young guy. Like, I mean, I look at a 25 year old kid now and I'm just like, you don't know anything. Right. So my dad was exactly the same, but, and so I knew all this and then, but as I was thinking about it, I started having these, I started having a hard time breathing and I was like, my dad didn't protect me. What's going on? And so I was very confused. Uh, later on, I went home and started to read the Bible. Um, I was reading Psalms, you know, about protection from God. And I started thinking to myself, God didn't protect me. And I'm like, why am I having these feelings? And it just so happened that that weekend, my sister was visiting. And I said to her, I said, uh, yeah, it's, it's the weirdest thing. And she goes, oh, I know what the problem is. I'm like, what? She goes, the guy who abused me was abusing you at the same time, Sean. Wow. And I was like, no. And she's like, yeah. And so for 38, 39 years of my life, I had been repressing the fact that I had been sexually abused. And then when I thought about it, I was disgusted. 
disgusted with myself, like literally, literally disgusted. I just thought I was horrible. And, you know, like I, I thought that I was a coward, uh, that I was a wimp, that I maybe I was a latent homosexual or things like this, you know, like just crazy things. And, and I was so mad at myself. And it took months. It took months of talking, of regular talking back and forth, of having someone actually listen to me because I couldn't really talk to my wife because when I talked to my wife, she would start to cry. And yeah. then I would start saying, oh, I'm not a man. I'm not a husband. I'm making my wife cry. So I couldn't talk to her. So as I kept talking, I realized he had said that he would kill not only my sister, but he would also kill my family. This was and the abuser would make the abuser those threats. Said this. Yeah. yeah. And so, what it, so, you know, he said that he's going to kill my family. And to an eight-year-old child, you take everything at face value. And so I didn't want my parents to be killed. I, didn't, I wanted to protect my family, my sister and my family. And so I didn't say anything. And when I came to that realization that I was actually being brave, that action was a was something of bravery, something to be commended by that mindset. If you have that mindset, I had to stop looking back at the eight-year-old Shem as a 40-year-old man. Right. I had to see it from his view. Right. And so when I was able to understand that I was not a coward, I was not a wimp, I was not weak, but I was strong and brave, then my entire mind everything changed. It was like a complete 180 in my, wow. my, in my brain. And so I, I started seriously thinking about becoming a psychologist, or, or, you know, and going back to school was just really out of the question. And so, but I wanted to help people because, right. Right. you know, cause I had been there. I, I had been overeating a lot, you know, okay. I had been doing a lot of, I would, I would take a lot of extra medications when I was sick and things like that. You know, I didn't really drink a lot because my wife, when we were dating, she had said, Oh, I think you drink a lot. So I basically <laughs> cut out drinking, you know, but I was doing a lot of other things and I was doing a lot of, uh, I guess, retail therapy where I was buying things online, trying to make myself feel good all the sure. time. Sure. So, but when I had that change, all of a sudden it's like, okay, I'm not that bad of a person. So I was able to have that relationship with myself go from one of self-loathing and self-hatred where I would say the most awful things in the mirror. I mean, things that I wouldn't say to my worst enemy. Right, right. Things that you wouldn't even say out loud just because if anybody heard the words that you were saying, they would be like, that's just, that's impossible. That's horrible. Right. These are the things that I said to myself on a daily basis. And in, in <clears throat> excuse me, in the world of recovery, we we talk about that being the guilt and shame, and it's yeah. the guilt and shame that will hold you back from celebrating, you know, the life who you really are, you know, and and who you were intended to be. And so that there's so many similarities. Like as we were sharing before we went live, there's so many similarities and. And the, the question I'd like you to, to respond to after I uh, talk about a, a couple of other things here in a minute, I'd like you to respond to that guy or that gal, because I've also done a lot of work in the human trafficking movement over the oh. years. 
Wow. So, so that those, so those sorts of threats are very real, particularly to the, even the teenagers in, in the early 20s mm-hmm. when the abuser makes those threats. So what I'd like you to do after I, after I do a couple of plugs here for us is, is, is just speak to that, that guy or that gal that's, that's battling right now, those demons uh, is, is what I would refer to them. But let me, let me just say this, that early, early next month, I'm actually launching another eight-week program uh, titled the Lifestyle Champion Cohort, where I actually use Zoom technology to do weekly 90-minute meetings. And the first 30 minutes is teaching. There's three phases of the cohort. Phase one is evaluate. Phase two is equip. Phase three is enjoy. For more information or to uh, get in our, our release database, go ahead and just text CHAMPION. That's CHAMPION to 66866. That's CHAMPION to 866 or 66. One more time. CHAMPION to 66866 to see if you qualify for the, for the cohort. What I'd like you to do is, is go download the 21-point assessment that's at my website, randymortensen.com. And then by participating in this broadcast, anyone who's hearing this is entitled to a 40% discount from the regular pricing. Just mention LCC, that's Lima, Charlie, Charlie, in my pilot's language, when enrolling for, for that discount. So um, that, that's the contact for, for getting a hold of me. Shem, if, when somebody wants to get in touch with you, what, what's the best way for them to learn more? Uh, yeah, they can uh, hit me up on Facebook. I do have a page. It's Facebook forward slash or Facebook.com, sorry, forward slash Shem.splain. Or you can reach me at Shemsplain.com, S-H-E-M as in Michael, Spillane, S-P-I-L-L-A-N-E.com. Okay. All right. So so then back to back to my, my question for that guy or that gal that's out there and and quite frankly, there's there's a number of people that I've crossed paths with over the years that because of that childhood abuse, they're now trying to mask it with drugs or with alcohol, right? So what, what would you say to that guy or that gal, maybe it could be 35, 40 years old today, and they haven't dealt with it? What, what would you say to encourage them today? Uh, I would say personally that uh, I know exactly how you feel and I know how bad it is and it can get better. But what you need to do is you need to figure out what is the lines of responsibility. What were, what were you responsible for? And the, everything that you were not responsible for, you're going to have to let it go. And once you can let that go and you can look at things, then you're going to be able to uh, appreciate yourself more. I'm not going to go and say you're going to love yourself instantaneously, you know, but you're going to be able to accept yourself. Then you're going to be able to like yourself and give yourself the same common courtesy that you would give to any other person. You're not going to immediately assume that that new person coming into you at your meeting is an idiot or right. is a jerk. Right. So give that same common decency to yourself. Right. Look in the mirror and just go and see who is this person and love that person in the mirror. Exactly. Right. Because, because there is a lifestyle champion within each of us. God put that lifestyle champion within each of us. But when, when we don't like who we are in the mirror, it's difficult for anyone else to like us. I, I think that every relationship that you have, the closest one you have, 
I know that you're with your mother, you have a close relationship, but the closest one you have is with yourself. Yes. How you talk to yourself, how you view yourself. And if that's broken, or if you hate yourself, or if you're talking down to yourself, everybody else that you meet is going to know or going to feel or going to kind of get that vibe that you don't like yourself. And how are they going to feel? They're going to take that vibe and run with it as well. And they're not going to like you. Self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Yeah. No question. No question. So it it is, as far as, um, as far as someone wanting to work with you, tell, tell me how, how your, how your coaching program works. Just a little bit about that. Yeah, no, I'm, well, I work on the three, on the three principles, much like you were saying. Uh, First, you have to be aware. You have to be aware that there is something wrong um, and you want to change because you can pay them millions of dollars to somebody, but if you do not want to change, you're not going to change. Right. And so it's not going to be fair to yourself or to me as the coach. It's just going to be a frustrating experience. So you have to be aware. Second, then you have to learn acceptance. And once you have that acceptance, you've, okay, yeah, this, this has happened. I can deal with this. I'm going to, then you have to learn forgiveness. And that's what I think is big because not necessarily forgiveness of the things that happened to you, but forgiveness to the past for you looking backwards, seeing these bad things having happened to you. And also, more than likely, you're going to have to forgive yourself for some actions that you have done in the past as well. And you have to have that. And once you have that, then you're going to be able to uh, move forward and you're going to be able to be great. And I'm going to listen to you when you talk, actively listen to you and look at things. I'm going to ask questions. That's That's my thing. I like to ask questions. I like to view things from different angles, look down the, uh, the road to see, you know, have you thought of this and this, play devil's advocate, what if this happens, things like that. And as I ask those questions, then you're going to be able to come up, the client is going to be able to come up with their own answers. Right. I'm not going to tell you what to do. No. Nope. Because if I tell you, it's useless. Right. If you come right. up with the answer, then you're like, this is my idea, this is my thought, this is what I want to do that's a whole lot more success coming than just having someone tell you what to do. Right. Yeah. You, you and I are a guide for those people, right? Because we, as, as we've both said earlier, we can say to them, I know how you feel. I, I used to feel the same way. These are the decisions that I made. And this is the path that I took. Here's who I am today. Am I perfect today? Absolutely not. But I like that person much more in the mirror than, than I do the drunk Randy. And, and you, you, you said your health is so improved just with the psychological realization and the admittance of it. So that's awesome. Yeah. And, and, and honestly, Randy, I lost weight too afterwards. Way to go. Because you know, I wasn't focusing on overeating and trying to make myself feel better in that way. And I saved some money because I'm not doing the retail therapy, going and paying hundreds of dollars online and forgetting that I ordered it. Right, right, right. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, Shim, I need to sign us off for now. Okay. Um, so th- I know this time goes so fast. We have so many more things. So we'll, we'll, we'll get you onto an episode in, in the future. But I really want anyone that's battling today to, to just reach out to Shem. He, he knows how you feel. He knows the things that you're going through. I, I, will, I will remind you also that overdose deaths have tripled since 1990. 
Right now, here in the United States, we're seeing 130 overdose deaths per day. It's costing our American economy almost $800 billion annually. So if you know someone who's struggling today or you may be that person who's battling a compulsive or destructive behavior, please don't wait another day to seek help. You can reach out to me at, at my office phone number, which is 321-757-HOPE. That's 321-757-HOPE. Or call someone you know and trust. Those who are dying are husbands, wives, sons, and daughters of someone who loves them. Let me tell you, folks, today's the day. Don't wait another day. If you're interested in a free download of my ebook that's titled The Five Common Mistakes When Pursuing Recovery, this is applicable for loved ones or if you're that person who's struggling. Again, just text CHAMPION to 66866. That's CHAMPION to 66866. Shem has been an awesome person to interview today. I hope you found this information helpful today. Look for the replay here on this Facebook page, or it's also available on the usual podcast online outlets like Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and others. I just want to let you know that I wish you to have a blessed day and be extraordinary today. Have you been wanting to lose weight and get healthy? Now's the perfect time to start Nutrisystem. Enjoy your favorite foods made healthier, delivered free to your door. Right now, you can get Uniquely Yours Ultimate, our most complete foolproof plan at an amazing price. Order today and save 50%, plus get an extra $40 off. Go to Nutrisystem.com save and discover what millions of people already know. Nutrisystem works. Limitations apply. See website for full offer details. Keep the devices in your home protected from Wi-Fi threats with Xfinity XFi. If it's connected, it's protected. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Switch to Xfinity today and get a great offer. You'll get fast speeds and the best in-home Wi-Fi experience with Xfinity XFi. And now you can get advanced security for free when you get the XFi gateway. That's a $72 value per year. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit an Xfinity store to switch today. Restrictions apply.